Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. I'm so excited about the topic today. It's about the kingdom of God. Our foundational verse for this broadcast is Matthew 4, 17. It says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he began to teach about the kingdom. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome to the program. We're going to be talking about the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, it's interesting. Many people believe that Jesus just came to forgive us of our sins, for example, or to die on the cross. It's obviously linked there. But what gospel did he preach? Was it the gospel of crucifixion? Or was it the gospel of the kingdom? And to to help you to understand how pervasive this gospel of the kingdom is, let's go through a few scriptures here. The foundational scripture that we're working with is found in Matthew 4, 17. And this is what it says. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Also in Matthew 4, 23, just a few more verses down, we hear this account that Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And with that preaching became, uh, there's a, there were healings of all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And the question is why? It was to display that there's power in the kingdom. The kingdom is not just a theoretical uh, concept. It's not just a theology. There's actual power. Often people want to see that power exercised or they have no faith in that king. Well, he came to demonstrate his power and his rule and reign over everything. You know, in Matthew 5, when he started on the Beatitudes, this is the Sermon on the Mount, how often did he mention the kingdom? Well, let's find out. Uh, Verses 3 through 10, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see how he's referring to the kingdom all the time. He's pointing people to something far greater than their life on this earth. It's the life under the reign of God. In Luke 4, this is what it says. Now, when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. Isn't that awesome? And then we have Matthew 9, 35, where it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. We have this affirmation of Jesus showing the power of the kingdom of God. Well, which gospel did Jesus preach? He he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. But which gospel did Jesus command his disciples to preach? Now, you would think possibly that it's 
the gospel of Christ crucified. And we know that's that's a, such a large part of the message of the gospel of the kingdom, but it is not, it's not simply the gospel. It's contained within the gospel. Well, let's examine which gospel he commanded the disciples, the apostles to preach. Out of Matthew 10, verses 5 through 8, he says this, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Well, that's powerful. When Philip went out preaching the gospel, do you know what happened? Demons were cast out of people. But most importantly, people believed that Jesus was the king of this kingdom. And that was so powerful. We have out of Luke 10, 1 through 9, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two. You know this story. And he said, go on your way and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. If we're preaching the kingdom of God and we're living the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven among people, they will see power in our lives. They will see God intervening in every aspect of their life. He's talking about the reign or the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ, of God in your life and in everything, because the whole earth, everything in the earth is the Lord's. And he's out to subdue it. He's out to recover that which has been lost and to restore all things to himself. Well, let's examine very quickly here, which gospel did the apostles and the deacons preach and teach? Now, by the way, this is going to be a multi-series topic, and so we're going to probably have at least another one, maybe three. It's a big topic, the kingdom of God, and I want to make sure we spend enough time on it. So let's examine this. Which gospel did the apostles and the deacons preach and teach? Well, in Acts 8, we have the account of Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Did you hear that? It was the kingdom of God, not just Christ crucified. And as we look to Acts 19, verse 8, we see that Paul went into the synagogue and and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Here it is again. And we've got Acts 28, uh, verses 30 through 31. And we see that Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. So check this out. We've got Paul preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Are those two separate things? Or are they intrinsically linked like we've talked about? Of course they are. You can't teach the kingdom of God without teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And you certainly can't teach the Lord Jesus Christ in its proper fullness without teaching the kingdom of God, because the Lord Jesus Christ is that king of the kingdom of God. In Romans 14, we have this, verses 17 through 18. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. So, if you're wondering how you can be acceptable to God, how you can serve Christ, here it is. The kingdom of God here is defined as as righteousness, as 
peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. But you can see that Paul's thrust here is the kingdom of God. And what did Paul tell the Corinthians? Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 10, this is what he said. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, we just find out in Romans 14 that he said the kingdom of God is righteousness. And here he's, he's not being inconsistent. He's saying if you're unrighteous, ongoingly, if that's what you practice or walk in, guess what? You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I need to comment about something here. There's a little confusion sometimes in the body. Are we in the kingdom of God now, or is the kingdom of God yet to come? And my answer to that is yes, both. We enter into the kingdom on this earth, and essentially we do spiritually as well. But we're now walking with him. We're working out our salvation. We're working out our kingdom citizenship. And if we are faithful to the end, if we do not deny him, we will enter in once and for all into that eternal kingdom of God. We will inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for us from eternity. Well, we've got so much more to dig into, and it really gets interesting, but I want to encourage you today to seek the Lord while he may be found, because if you seek him with all of your heart, the promise of God is that you will find him and you will enter into the kingdom of God. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. This is a listener-supported broadcast. You can support this ministry by giving online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler. Do you have trouble sharing the gospel? Is it difficult to find the right time to discuss the hope that lies within you? We understand. And to help you share the gospel, we've produced stunning, smart, and thought-provoking gospel tracks, such as the Taste and See Bread of Life tract, that teases a free lifetime supply, perfect for coffee shops, bakeries, and cafes. Or get our Boo tract for Halloween that tells of the coming true Fright Night story. We even have our Close Encounter tract for those Area 51 folks that answers the question, are we alone? That and much more to help you share the eternal promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Go to eternalpromises.org slash resources to order your tracks today and get the good news of Jesus Christ into the hands and hearts of others. That's eternalpromises.org slash resources. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free. 888-88-LOVE-GOD That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. I'm so excited about the topic today. It's about the kingdom of God. Our foundational verse for this broadcast is Matthew 4, 17. It says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is at hand. And then he began to teach about the kingdom. And if Jesus' message and the apostles' message was the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, we ought to study it, we ought to understand it, and we then ought to go out and proclaim it to others. I had a dear sister who 
at bone cancer. And during that cancerous uh, ordeal, you know what? The power that she displayed in the midst of her pain was so powerfully uh, authoritative. She kept pointing people to God in her joy of God, a joy of Jesus, knowing that whether she was going to be healed or whether this was the time the Lord would call her home, she was not going to allow this cancer to overcome her because she was not living ultimately her life on this earth. She knew that there was an eternity of life with God. She knew that she was going to enter in to the kingdom of God once and for all, for all of eternity, to see her king face to face, to have a body that was going to be totally regenerated, no longer to have sickness, no longer to have pain, though all her tears would be wiped away. But the point is, he does heal. Sometimes he has us go through an affliction to test our faith or to to temper our faith, if you will, to make it stronger, uh, just like you would temper steel. Well, you know, he gives us the strength to go through that. And in that, people see the power of the kingdom of God. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. This is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.